Hello. I have an invitation to tea with the Queen. Yes, Emma's been expecting you. Please come in. I think that we just massively underestimate, especially as women, our own capability and awesomeness. And it, it's changed. It's changed my life completely. Yeah. Sometimes I think you go through this journey as a business owner and think you're a bit crazy. You're like, who am I to have this dream? Well, I just think women are hard on themselves. I wish I had been more confident in what I was capable of. But I feel like you do what feels right for you, then that's going to be always on brand. Women, our natural inclination is to be pleasers and to put other people before self. I've never had a tea with the Queen before and this is such a pleasure. (laughs) Hello, I'm Emma McQueen and welcome to Tea with the Queen. Do you love a yummy grazing plate with cheeses and prosciutto and fruits and crackers and other stuff? Man, I know I do. And I'm lucky because I know someone who makes the best grazing platters in the country. Michelle Bailey's business, Graze with Michelle, is the hot ticket item in Melbourne these days. She's in top demand from her growing legion of followers who recommend her for those big important events like weddings and corporate events. This year, she's been invited to provide a masterclass at the Royal Melbourne show. Oh la la. She's business savvy. You'll hear how she goes well above and beyond her competitors to make things very special for her clients. Hi Michelle, welcome to Tea with the Queen. Hi Emma. I want to start with your past life. You were a nurse for many years. Can you tell me about that? I was. I've had a couple of past lives. Sounds funny, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, so I became a nurse later in life after my son was born. So Liam is now 24 and I used to work in shipping and I decided that I always wanted to be a nurse and one of the teachers at school said to me, you're not smart enough. And I thought, "Mm, yeah, I am. So I um, decided after I had Liam that I wanted to become a nurse and I wanted to be a midwife and, um, I put my one-year-old into childcare and I went and studied nursing and the rest is history. I did my Div 2, so Div 2 to enter into midwifery and then I thought I had a virus and um, that virus was I was pregnant with Georgia. <laughs> so that, yeah, so that kind of ended the, the going on to do midwifery but um I had so many opportunities as a Div 2 nurse and I've worked in so many different fields and I still work in the medical field as well as um, doing grazing. So, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Yeah, amazing. And years and years of experience, right? Lived experience. Definitely, yeah. You learn more more on the on the job than you do on the books. Yeah, absolutely. What got you into serving food on a platter to people in Melbourne? Where did Graze with Michelle start? Grace with Michelle started as a love of just um, entertaining at home and if anybody that knows me will say Michelle is super extra so if I have a party it's extra and um, I agree with that (laughs) you've been to a few of my parties Emma you know how extra I am so (laughs) I um, did some birthday parties for Georgia we did some donut tables and did lots of Pinteresting And then I did a friend's 50th birthday. They said, can you do a grazing table for me? And I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a go. 
And people at the party said, this is great. Would you consider doing this as a business? And I thought, oh, yeah, I'll give it a go. So um, my sister was turning 50 and I thought, I want to make some cash. We're going to go to Bali. I want to take all the kids. I'm going to start a business and I'm going to do raising tables on the weekend. And um, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know anything about starting a business. I'd work for businesses and I'd made, and I'd made, you know, I'd work for, for doctors and made them lots of money, but I'd never run my own business. So I just headed into it and that's where it all started was just with no plan. And it's now evolved into an actual real business. An actual real business. I love that. I know it's it's a bit of imposter syndrome with me sometimes because it kind of just doesn't resonate that like I'm a bit blasé about what I've achieved. Yeah, you don't really celebrate your achievements that well. I mean, I remember the very first we ordered some boxes from you. Like, it must have been your first year. Was it your yeah, first it was. year that yeah. we ordered some yeah. some boxes? And it's evolved over that time, but always beautiful ingredients. And I had an experience of another grazing table this week and the quality of that food compared to yours, there's no comparison. Your food is excellent quality. That leads me to my next question. How do you decide what goes into the grazing plates and platters? So for me, I choose things that I like because I think perfect. Well, I think I'm kind of like, you know, the same as, you know, majority women, you know, we love good quality. Um, I also come from an Italian background, so quality and food is really important culturally. So um, my choices would be more European. So I love a French cheese. I love the decadence of it. I love the flavour. I love the the creaminess of of the cheeses that I choose. So when I'm choosing cheeses, I choose quality, but I choose things that are ta- that taste beautiful. Not only look beautiful on the plate, but it's the taste. So you know we eat with our eyes. Um, so presentation and then you know what you put in your mouth must must blend together, must match. Hey, because. You know, like I was disappointed. I looked at this grazing table and it looks lovely. And then I tasted it and I'm like, oh, it's not nothing compared to your beautiful. Yeah, quality is really important. And, you know, I choose to get my my meat sliced fresh every day. So, you know, I'm not buying prepackaged meats, which some people will do. And if that's how they choose to run their business, that's fine. But my choice is that I'm going to go that extra mile that I want to that I want to put on a plate what I will serve my family. And so anybody that comes, that orders through me, I will treat as though they are my family because that's the core of why I did what I did is because food is such an important part of my family and it's who I am. So both my my grandfather and my dad were chefs and my dad was very, before he passed, I had started my business and he was very, very firm on Michelle, you must always put quality on a plate. Don't serve garbage because no one will buy it. And um, I think that's where my business stands out a little bit is that people do know that I serve beautiful quality food, that I do use high-end cheeses, that I'll, you know, I don't care if the berries cost $9 a punnet, you're getting them on your platter. Yeah, I love that. And 
it feels like it's evolved over time in terms of who you serve. So I know that through COVID you did a lot of um, individuals and families, but now it's almost um, you're doing a lot of more corporate work. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I've really changed the direction of where I, I who I want to serve. And it's not that I don't want to serve the families that where my business started, but life since COVID has changed and now I need to to point my direction into corporate world and I've made some really good connections and you and I both know I don't like to network, but I've made a real conscious effort this year of, of <laughs> connecting with corporates and just making those good connections and that's the direction I'm going. You have been selected to run a masterclass at the Royal Melbourne Show. Very exciting, happening soon. Tell us how that actually happened because you didn't apply for it. Is it the power of social media? Talk to us about what happened. I received an email in my inbox and it was just asking me if I would like to present a workshop at the Royal Melbourne Show. I thought it was a scam. And I was like, <laughs> mm. I thought, well, why would they choose me? Like there's so many amazing grazing people out there. What makes me stand out? And so I thought I sat on it for a couple of hours and I thought I'm just going to reply. If it's a scam, I'll know. So I replied back and she said, can we have a phone meeting? And I thought, okay, well, you know, if we have a face-to-face meeting, I can see if they're scammers. And they weren't. And I asked them the question. So we went through what we were going to do. And then at the end, I said, may I ask how you found me? And she said, we've been watching your socials for a long time. We love your story. We love that you get on there, you show your face. And um, and we love the quality, how you talk about the quality of your food. And there's a lot of the suppliers that will be at the Royal Melbourne Show, the suppliers that you use. And we'd love for you, you know, you to present your workshop so then of course I started searching and I thought oh surely they've got other people but no it's just me (laughs) and um it's such a huge achievement for me and um I'm nervous I'm excited and I'm just like still just in shock that you know this could happen to to me I you know I always downplay what I do but it's it's really really special really exciting. Yeah, it's so special. It's so exciting. Um, my, I'm bringing my whole family so we can cheer you on. It's going to be awesome. I just think it's well-deserved, Michelle. I think it's so nice to see someone who's doing their own thing. You turn up on socials, you turn up and you do rants and you're vulnerable and all that kind of stuff. And I just think people have seen the real that you're real and I also know that you can run a fabulous workshop because I've had been to one of those workshops. So you're going to be fine. It's just like, you know, hanging with your buddies. <laughs> I think the way that I'm going to enter into this is that I'm going to be myself and I'm going to be the person that shows up on socials every day. And, you know, do I talk about my kids? Yeah. Do I talk about the cheese? Do I have a rant? Am I going to teach you how to make a grazing platter at the same time? Yes. And I think that that's what the Royal Melbourne show, when they chose me, is what they loved. It was that I was relatable, that I'm a relatable woman. I'm a mum. I'm a business owner. I have good days, bad days. I'm human, you know, and I just happen to run a business that's, you know, we make nice grazing platters. So it's a massive opportunity and, and I'm, and I'm blessed and I have an amazing community through Instagram 
And so many people have said to me, I've bought tickets, I'm coming. And I'm like, the whole thing just blows my mind, you know, that, I that think from, am- I think it's amazing. Yeah. From creating grazing platters, people really, they connect with you on another level. It's not just about, my business isn't just about the cheese. It's not just about the salami. It's about being a woman, being a mum, being a mum of older children. People connect with that, you know, the mums of the younger children, like with you, with your daughter, to the older ones, they connect. And so those conversations are really important as well. Well, we know that food is about connection. Food isn't just about food, right? Food is about connection and community. I mean, I know you use Instagram and Facebook a lot. How important, I mean, we've just given a classic example, the Royal Melbourne Show found you on socials, but how important do you think they are for your business? Oh, look, my business wouldn't be where it is without socials because the bulk of my work, I would say, would be from social media that person at that corporate business has found me because their friend used me or, you know, they've come across my socials because, look, I've been blessed to work with some amazing brands who have been with me from the very start. So they are generous enough when they're posting their stories, they tag me. And so that goes to another 10,000 people and then that other business shares me and it goes to another 10,000 people and out of those 10,000 followers that they might have, they might have more, you know, I might get 50 new followers but that's 50 new potential businesses that are or people that are going to buy my product. Totally. And I know that uh, the Digital Picnic and Feather and Noise, they are absolute fans of your grazing platters and they share it. We can see it on socials and Every time there's an event or something, they're sharing. And I just think it's wonderful because it shows other businesses that you can care for your people in a way that makes sense and connection through food, right? Exactly. And I've been really fortunate with both with Digital Picnic and Feather and Noise that they are just extremely loyal to my business. And through, you know, like for Cherie, when the world stopped with COVID, you know, she said, I promise you when we go back, you know, lunch boxes will be back on. True to her word, lunch boxes are back. You know, Ali the same has always supported my business. And I, I reached out to them when I first started grazing because I knew that I had to connect with the right kind of people. And I asked them if I could drop a um, workshop, uh, sorry, a platter down to their styling suite day. And that was how it started. So I dropped a platter down and that was how our connection and our our relationship started. And still to this day, any event they have that they need cheese, I'm their girl. So I'm really, really fortunate. And and from those relationships have also formed friendships. And that's really important to me is that, you know, I will I will always go the extra mile for anybody because it's all about, you know, you do the right thing by me, I'll do the right thing by you is how I I look at life. This I know to be true because you put everything into, I mean, the OTT, you you are over the top, which I love because I know when you put stuff together, I'm going to get some surprise and delight, which is beautiful. I also love 
we've done some boxes for my daughter and, I mean, the Easter Bunny, man, the Easter Bunny is so good in her eyes because she gets this <laughs> Easter box from Michelle, the Easter Bunny, and it's personalised and she goes off her head with delight because of this beautiful box and it's so thoughtfully curated and all the platters that you do are thoughtfully curated and I think that makes you a standout. Obviously, the quality of food is really important and it's really important to you and I think it's really important when you're making purchasing decisions. I love that Instagram is so visual so you can share your platters on Instagram because they really pop and I reckon when people see beautiful food, immediately they think it's going to taste nice and for you it does. It tastes beautiful. Is there any memorable platters that you've put together or people who you've been like stunned and you've put a platter together for them or something that stands out for you? I've done um, a couple of platters for, well, not platters, but big grazing tables on carts. And it's kind of like, think of like a, a frame. And the, the platters, when you look down on them, they're actually like a work of art. And I think, wow, like they look amazing. They look visually beautiful. And so I've done I've done a few of those for weddings and for um Melton City Council, I do a lot of work for the seniors. So, you know, I've created some beautiful relationships with the seniors of Melton, which is the area that I live in. And so we've done lots of beautiful events for them. So, yeah, definitely the, the carts are amazing. I love to make things personalised. So I always ask when I'm doing grazing tables or if it's for a special event, Tell me about the event. Tell me what your colours are. Tell me what your theme is. Tell me any information that I can get about that event. I will then go, right, their branding colours are this. I'm going to get little labels made up with names and um, that's going to make it more personalised. I did a, a platter the other day for someone that I went to school with and I said, oh, and it was a dessert platter. And I said, what are his favourite lollies? Because I needed to infill because in my platters, we don't like gaps. <laughs> There's no space. <laughs> no space. Yes. We've, yeah. It's got to be full and take everything out of the plastic, guys. No plastic on platters. <laughs> <laughs> and so I asked her what his favourite lollies were. And when he got there, he's like, oh, my God, there's black cats, there's mustics, and they were all little things. And she said, Michelle, it was the little the little details that made it so special because it wasn't just for the, his guests but there was stuff that he could pick on throughout the night that he really loved. So it's all about personalisation for me and that me being personal is a point of difference because I know a lot of other grazing businesses aren't doing the same. Yeah. yeah. And your attention to detail is second to none. You told me a story about you did a wedding. Tell me what happens for weddings. Do you remember the story you told me? Oh, the grazing boxes? Uh, yes. So for every wedding, you know, when you get married, the, the grazing table is for the guests to graze on and the, the bride and groom never get to see it. So I always create a, a box that has all the ingredients that the guests are getting and they I just give them a box as a complimentary thing for them to enjoy when they're, before they go out and meet their guests. So it's just it's a little bit of you know, if they're going to miss out on it, they have a box to enjoy by themselves with their bridal party before before they go and, and join the wedding. But, of course, they always miss the grazing table and that's, you know, I learnt that from the first wedding. They said, oh, we never got to eat anything and I'm like, right, I'm going to give them all a box to enjoy. 
so they don't miss out. It's just the little things. And it's learning along the way, right? It's like, yeah, okay, we'll do that for next time. And also you're thoughtful. So they get this thing and then they don't miss out. Because I would be annoyed if I had a wedding and I had a beautiful platter or a beautiful grazing table and I didn't get to indulge in any of it. I'd feel a bit ripped off. So I think it's amazing. Yeah, and I think when they finally get to the grazing table, it's demolished and they never get to see what it's like. So I always take photos. I send them to them on socials because most of my brides will find me from socials or from word of mouth. And um, so they've got photos. You know, I always in the morning send them a message, have a wonderful day. It's the best day of your life. Just enjoy. So I always try to, to follow up with the bride the night before follow up with them on the day of. I know they're not going to read it, but just so they know, you know, I'm an insignificant part of their day, but at least they know that, you know, my thoughts are completely with them on that day. So good luck, have a wonderful day. And then I follow their socials, you look beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But it's sincere. It's not an insincere thing. You know, I'm all for it. I love a wedding. I yeah, love yeah, love. No, you love, you love yeah. a party. <laughs> I love a party. I love a party, yeah. Definitely. Tell me, where do you want to take your business next? What's your plan? If you don't have a plan, that's okay too. (laughs) Well, we all know I don't have a plan. I started a business without a plan. Where do I want to take my business? I don't know, Emma. I still want to continue doing what I want to do, what I'm doing now. I definitely want to do more corporate things. If I could work less on the weekends, that would be amazing and just do lots during the week. But corporates is where I want to go. I've now sort of ranged out. Now I'm doing sandwiches and, you know, finger foods. So I've expanded my business really this year. I think I was always, I know it sounds really weird, I was always scared to make sandwiches because say they didn't taste good. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> you yeah, <and> me. <laughs> it's, it's, little, it's little things because everybody, I'm not a cook. So, you know, and when you, when you sit there and think I can't cook, then you put everything around sandwiches, you know, fillings, you know, quiches, all those kind of things is about cooking. And when you tell yourself that you can't cook, then you think, well, I can't do that in my business. Well, do you know how many sandwiches I've done in the last six weeks? (laughs) No, a lot. A lot. A lot. (laughs) A lot. And it's because I, I stopped thinking that I couldn't do it and I can, you know, and these are the things that, you know, you can't, If you tell yourself something for so many years, you think that you can't, but then, you know, you've just got to do it. You've got to give it a go and just do it and push yourself out of your comfort zone. And I know people are going to go, oh, sandwiches aren't a big thing, but they were, for me, it was like, say they don't taste right, say the bread isn't fresh enough, say, you know, it was all these little things that I would worry about that, you know, if I was making a sandwich for my kids, I wouldn't care. You know, but when I'm making sandwiches for people that are paying for them, I want them to be perfect. Totally. I get that. I totally get that. The other thing that I know about you, though, is when you place an order, if you have some specific things that are not in your necessarily your whatever your menu is or on your website and stuff, I know that you try really hard to cater to what it is that they want. So if there's something that's not obvious, what's been the weirdest thing someone's asked for in their platter? Um. Oh, do you know, it's not weird, but it's different for me. And their meats are not attractive. It's halal meat. Ooh. It's a very, very thick meat. Yes. And so I've done halal platters. And my eye looks at things, you know, like 
I'm a very visual person and I'm a very creature of habit. So I use the same things over and over again. And so when I started doing halal meats, they were very thick. They were very pink and they're hard to roll. And so that to me was like, <laughs> well, they, they're thick. They're like a, they're a thick processed meat. And so they just to me didn't look beautiful on the plate. And that really, that was a hard one to make look beautiful. I bet that bothered you. Yeah, it did. It did because, <laughs> because it was different. I was again out of my comfort zone doing things that didn't make me comfortable. Yet they were wrapped. And then I continued to do, I did a few platters for this client, you know, that was all halal. So that was just, it was different and it was, you know, and it was definitely out of my, my realm, but I gave it a go. I'll give anything a go. I'll overthink it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll overthink it, but you'll give it a go. I love that about you. You will. You'll be like, yeah, we can make that work. We just recently had an event and Michelle helped me and we were like, it was doing it both of our heads in, but we got it done because you're so visual and you're so creative and that's what I might be lacking. So it works really well. But what works for one person is different for another, you know, so you, you work off each other's strengths. Absolutely. You're at the Royal Show on Friday the 29th of September. What times are you presenting? Okay, so I will be on show, on show, on stage. I've got four different times. So I will be in the Makers Pavilion, which is Building 13. It's the inspiration space. And I've got sessions at 10.30, 12.30, 2 and 3.30. All right, you heard it here first. Come on down and see Michelle and come come say hi. Yeah, and I'm sponsored by Daffinoir, which is huge. Oh, if people don't know what Daffinoir is, man, it's the best cheese ever. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for coming on Tea with the Queen. It's been lovely to have you there and I can't wait to hear how the Royal Show goes. Well, I'll be there. Evie and I'll be in the front row, although I had to tell Evie that she wasn't able to eat the cheese after you'd done the demonstration, so she's a bit Oh, sad don't worry. That. Annie Michelle will get us some cheese. It's fine. <laughs> yes, she'll <laughs> love it. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Emma. Thanks for listening to Tea with the Queen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to get the word out. For more about me, please visit emmamcqueen.com.au and I look forward to your company next episode. Goodbye. Thank you for coming.